Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including BoJack Horseman, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Sam Quadro. Hello. And Michelle Andrew. Hey. You can find more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com, and you can subscribe to our general podcast feed or our BoJack Horseman-centric feed on iTunes or, or on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, today, in particular, we will be continuing our coverage of BoJack Horseman Season 4 with the ninth episode titled Ruthie. Uh, we will not make any reference to episodes beyond this one, but spoilers for this and all previous episodes in the season are fair game, so just keep, keep an eye out for that. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll dive right into this. Uh, I guess we'll begin with general impressions, so our first true Princess Carolyn-centric episode of the season. Um, let's go to Sam first. How do you feel about uh, following a life in uh, a day in the life of our beloved PC? Oh, so heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, like she like tries so hard to like you know land on her feet, so to speak. But you know, it's just it's hard. It's hard to do that. It's hard to be you know this crazy successful person when like your life is falling apart. It's hard to be chipper. It's hard to be. You know, positive, and obviously at the end of the episode, things just go to shit. So, yeah, you want people to do well, but it all goes to shit. Summary of BoJack Horseman in a nutshell. But, <laughs> but yeah, we we have uh, Princess Carolyn des- uh, descending slowly in emotional ways uh, in this episode. Um, Michelle, how how do you feel about how Princess Carolyn was portrayed here? This is a very sad episode. Sam is completely right. I don't know. Princess Carolyn's like probably my favorite character in the show because she just like she tries so hard to just like do things that'll like improve her life. And she has a lot of things to like deal with and try to overcome. And like it's really easy to root for her because of all that. And this episode was just so sad because like we're led in with this assumption like, oh, like this is like way in the future. Like that's awesome. Like, oh, we're gonna see like the hardest day but how like all turned around. She has like a legacy. That's so great. And then like realizing that like wasn't the case at all and it's something she like tells herself to see comfort in. It's just like so devastating. Like it's so and I love her so much as a character. Like that makes it even harder. Yeah, definitely the the framing device of this episode was genius. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it tricks you from the very beginning to like at, at least to be led to believe that this is all actually gonna go well, no, even whatever she says is like, oh, it, it's a happy ending. Don't worry, don't worry. And then by the end, you're you're left uh, a bit crushed at how it all turns out. Um, Princess Carolyn, at least to me, like she, she is a character that I think stands out a lot in this show, and she definitely has her moments. I don't think I was as hit as you guys by it, but only because I think that because, uh, this season has been very um, hit or miss with how they've treated Princess Carolyn. Like, just we, the, we've gotten so little of her, I feel, that, like, just yeah. to give her this entire episode all, all, all at once and just go straight into the madness, like, it, it just, it, it felt a little too fast for the impact to hit. And I think this is just another casualty of the, the pacing issue that we've been seeing in this season. The fact that all the Princess Carolyn stuff we had to basically fit into this episode. The the ending definitely works regardless of that. But it just uh, I don't think it had a, as emotional of an impact on me that it would have had if I, if we've seen this struggle a little more fleshed out in previous episodes. I don't know if you guys agree or you think this works well enough as its own thing. 
Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's like... <laughs> I don't... It's it's hard to say, because I, 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 I've had, like, problems with the pacing of the season for, like, since the beginning of it. So it's it just feels like yes, but also, like, eh. Like, I don't know if I would have lasted through, like, another PC and Ralph storyline or, like, an extension of it, because it's just, like... I don't care about that stuff that much. Well, that's also the problem, right? That, because uh, on the other hand, do you really want more of Ralph? <laughs> it's, it's no, true. not really. Yeah, who so wants who wants a stable and healthy relationship with like a boyfriend? Like, who wants that? This is Bojack Horseman, goddammit. We want our pain <laughs> and suffering. I feel like well, Bojack's a whole different character though. I totally want Princess Carolyn to end up with like somebody she really enjoys. Like honestly, I didn't feel like it was too rushed because like the the things of the season for her were like her relationship with Ralph. Like where's it gonna go? It's it's been getting like more stable and like better up until this point. The other thing is like her like having a baby, and that's been like progressing up until this episode. Like seems like all signs pointing yes, good job. So like, and this is episode nine. We've been kind of touching on this stuff for a while like the entire season so it didn't feel like seeing this all come to a head didn't feel like like out of nowhere and like oh like if we had more time to delve on this because like this has been going on in the background like all season so i don't feel like we necessarily needed more time to feel more but like it was like the most carolyn we've had at once so i don't know it felt fine to me like the amount of time we had it didn't feel like it, it hit me pretty hard, but I don't know. I also just, like, really love Princess Carol, and so anything with her is, like, going to matter a lot to me. Yeah, I definitely think this is impacted by how much you you care about Princess Carolyn as a character, right? Because, like, uh, uh, Princess Carolyn, I like her and all, but it's just uh, I'm not as attached to her as the some of the other characters on the show. So I guess that's why, for me, it felt a little dumped. But I think there are, there are logic for both sides here. The, uh, if this worked for you then fine by me and it did do this episode did do a lot with with her in uh, in particular and uh, um i guess we can start going through it uh, step by step here uh we begin with the introduction of uh hollywood in the future which is uh i think flooded and they're in this future school with mrs teachbot and ruthie which is uh princess carolyn's ancestor uh played by Kristen bell uh Thoughts on, on Ruthie as a, as a character and as progeny of Princess Carolyn? <laughs> yeah, I thought she was just a pitched up uh, Amy Sedaris, TBH. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah. yeah, it was it was okay. You know, kids they go to school and they learn and they have to make <laughs> presentations. Oh, those kids. Solid analysis. Yeah, some things <laughs> I, I, don't change in the future. Some things are the I same. I remember at some point in my schooling, I had to make a presentation about my family tree. So it's like, whatever. It happens. Yeah, I, I think we all had that, that assignment at some point. Now, whether or not we had ho- ho- Hollywood uh, um, ancestry is another story. Or if we had to nah. submit our yeah. presentation under six beans. Um yeah, the, the bean system, for some reason, stood out to me as a joke in that opening. Yeah, like, I don't really understand the beans. Yeah, like, what would lead a society to go to beans for timekeeping? <sighs> Just, I don't know. Who knows? We're too in the past to make sense of it. Yeah. It's not, Us with our clocks, yeah. Elon Musk will one day figure out the real use for beans. 
But uh, yeah, so we have the introduction of, of Ruthie here. Uh, she talks about how uh, Princess Carolyn was having a uh, was going to have a great day, and they, we flash back to Princess Carolyn and Ralph uh, getting ready for their day. Um, Ralph is going to go to a presentation to talk about new holidays, I guess, for his greeting card company or whatever. Yeah. But uh, um, then they spill coffee, and the line that takes us to the intro is, she was wrong. Today was gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like the delivery on that line leading us into the intro. But, um, so we, we already get from there just so that this is gonna be a day that slowly gets worse and worse. Uh, we skip ahead, and it's, uh, Bo- well, I guess we'll skip the BoJack stuff until the end, but, um, she uh, well, she mentions Bojack, and then we cut back to the school and uh, Mrs. Teachbot. Who are all these other caricatures? Uh, <laughs> Ruthie, they're here to fill out the world. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever, Ruthie. That's a great response. Uh, it is an English class. I, I don't think <laughs> uh, here they're interested in filling out the world, but all right. Ruthie's aspirations for this report project are like above and beyond her classmates. I, I support her in this endeavor. She should get an A. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I don't think Mrs. Teachbot is that interested in the artisticness of this project. I love but... that Mrs. Teachbot's like married. That's like amazing to me. Yeah, they call her Mrs. Right? So I, yeah, I guess she shows they're... them a ring. She's like Miss Mrs. and she like has a ring on her finger. It's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, and spe- speaking of that, um, but print, um, Ruthie calls various characters in the pr- in the project uh, ex lovers, and uh, Mrs. Teachbot. Oh yeah. Frequently gets annoyed. Uh, she, uh, Ruthie has to say she was a fluid sexual being, not a machine. Yeah, exactly. Too bad that the word lovers sucks and nobody should ever use it. Well, okay, but it seems that even the idea of... <laughs> it's a disgusting word. Don't use that word, lover. Lover, lover to me implies, like, you, you know... Like sneaking around with like an extra boo, you know. So I can see that. Maybe adultery is outlawed in the future. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but uh, for some reason, lover is a taboo word in the future. Who knows why? But it's uh, taboo because I became president, obviously, ah, and okay. I outlawed its use. So <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we uh, we cut back to Princess Carolyn going to um, the Rabidowitz agency to talk to Courtney Portnoy about a project called Court Me If You Can Can. Um, of all the titles we've gotten in this uh, season, this isn't exactly the wor- best or the worst, but um, uh, we also have uh, background posters of uh, Flight of the Pegasus, uh, a callback to old season, but starring uh, Jay Zebra, I believe. Um, Jay-Z? Jay-Z is so good. Yeah, Is he, he, is he Jay-Z even if he's a zebra? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, think, but why yeah. would he star in a teen movie? Why would he be in that abortion music video? Like he's just all over the place. Yeah, even here he's a mogul, but here uh, in this universe he's even more ambitious. He wants to be an actor too. Yeah. Uh, we also had an Uncle Cuck poster. I don't know. That felt like a dud to me, but it just. But I don't know about you guys. Did you find? <laughs> I don't think I noticed. Oh, it. you didn't. Okay, yeah, it was like ra- I I saw it on Tumblr and I was like, eh. <laughs> but like in the episode, did you notice it? Not really. Yeah, like it was the background gag. I mean, it's it's a it's a play on Uncle Buck, which was like a John Candy film back in the day. Right, right. <clears throat> but we're we're using a 2016 meme words to throw in here. Yeah, and like. Nobody wants to hear that word ever again in their life, so just stop. 
cuck is over. I know it's been like a thing since like the 1700s, but it's over. Yeah, well, stop it. Well, I, I don't agree with you on lovers. I agree with you here. We, we can get rid of this Okay. <laughs> Found a medium. Yeah, yeah. I took a class about 1700s English literature once, and we spent a whole class talking about cuckolding, and I'm just, I'm done. It's over. Stop it. Okay, good, good. That word is forever associated with that boring-ass class. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we have, uh, after passing through these posters, he, he meets up with, uh, uh, Princess Carolyn meets up with uh, Rabidowitz. Uh, also talking about Chris Kattan, uh, I guess. Uh, like, did Chris Kattan drop out when, when the world is finally ready to settle for Kattan? So we also get in our, uh, our board uh-huh. games reference slash... 90 Saturday Night Live member. Um, but the real uh, point of this scene is just uh, Courtney Portnoy f- firing uh, Princess Carolyn finally after a bunch of mistakes she's made over the past couple Good of episodes. Good riddance. See you later, Courtney. God. Yeah. L- I'm done with that shit. <laughs> yeah, let, let's hope we don't see Aww. her again for the rest of the Aww. season. But... Yeah, I hope so. I'm done with all the wordplay. Stop it. Yeah. Well, that's true. That was not fun. Yeah. And she still has the nerve to say at the end, oh, wait, this court me if you can, can you thought it was real? That sounds ridiculous. And uh, considering all the other ridiculous projects that have been thrown at her in th- this season, it just, the <laughs> it, yeah, good, good riddance to her. But um, so we have uh, outside um, Judah consoling Princess Carolyn decaf, decaf which is nice. Uh, um, it, he... Uh, he up, brings up Bojack uh, Horseman saying that uh, they need to field offers for him, but Princess Carolyn refuses, and Judah says, uh, all right, you're the boss, which is standard how we've seen Judah so far, but it, it, it's mm. an interesting foreshadowing of what's to come, mm. because uh, later we have uh, him uh, scheduling an appointment for Princess Carolyn to go to the jewelry store to fix the necklace, and we get this quick aside of uh, of the uh, history of Princess Carolyn's necklace, and we have uh, a song of the old people and that was so cat good. <laughs> that cat singing was so good. Uh, Sam, your reaction to the song of the old people? Yeah, that's alright. What? I loved it. How could you not love it, Sam? I don't know. <laughs> How do you... my heart is very uh cold? You, you weren't you were unable to find the musicality in meow 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 meow. Yes, so good, and their heads moving. Oh my god, I loved this so much. Sam, are you a dog person? No, I'm more of a cat person, but like <gasps> then Well why? maybe she's immune to the to the sultry sounds of the meow. Yeah, the sultry yeah. sounds of the meow. I'm all Meow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh basically that uh, that whole scene is to show you that uh, her family had gone through rough times when they immigrated to the United States and the necklace she's always considered as a symbol of tenacity, which is in line with the personality we've seen of Princess Carolyn so far, but uh, in this process of leaving the necklace, she she meets up with the uh, the the gecko guy. Um, I I forget his name. Charlie Witherspoon. Charlie, there we go. But yeah, so um, Charlie is buying jewelry for some sexy catfish I met on the internet, and <laughs> I enjoyed that one. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so he he mentions this deal that uh, he brought up to Judah to purchase Princess Carolyn's agency, 
And this is the first time Princess Carolyn is finding out about this. So that that brings up a little bit of tension here between... Wow, Judah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're going to touch on that a little bit later. But before she can talk to Judah... Well, she tries to confront Judah and nothing comes of it. So she leaves that behind for a while before going back to the doctor. And there, the albino rhino gino um, tells Princess Carolyn that the pregnancy is no longer viable. Uh, And also here, uh, the gynecologist is very rough with her, like saying, maybe you wanted the baby too much. Yeah, no, he said awful stuff to her. Who fucking says that to somebody? Yeah, and and I feel like that that's like the same really strong, except for in like the uterus area. Yeah, you're a real tough broad, is what he's what he says, which is even worse. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I feel like yeah. this scene touches a nerve, especially just because I feel like that is a sentiment that even if you don't hear from people, like uh, when you go through that situation, you, you try to justify like why that happens and things like maybe you wanted the baby too much. I feel like that's a sentiment that some people express it in not knowing what to say, and it, that just ends up hurting the person that makes more. No sense, though. Your wants don't control your body that way. It's just like very silly. Yeah, it's silly, but it, it, it's hurtful all the same, no matter what, if if somebody says it oh, to you. Oh, for sure. It's silly and hurtful. Yeah, and so a- after she leaves the appointment, we see her breaking down and crying in, in the car, which is similarly a little painful to watch, especially if we're, as we're rooting for her. But um, she she then has to go back to the uh, to the jewelry store to pick up her necklace, And uh, the employee tells her that it's only painted gold, and this is actually costume jewelry from JCPenney. So, even that's uh, her, what she always considered a symbol, is now useless. JCPenney is still kind of (laughs) like... Still gotta gotta spend money at JCPenney. Yeah, but it's it's not quite a family heirloom. Old country, yeah. I mean, what, what's what's like the meaning of an heirloom besides just like some bullshit that is, you know, sentimental to your family? Who cares? Families are overrated, and material objects are overrated as well. Tell that to Princess. I mean, Ireland. objectively, yeah, <laughs> but like she she's like but they, they like told her that like it meant all these things and it was like a symbol and yeah. like when she says that to the jewelry person they're like eh somebody just told you a story and that like oh, that like sucks to hear too yeah it was probably just her mom cause her mom was like a maid or like a living like um what was it called like living person for like this rich family right mm-hmm, I think so. so I guess it would make sense for her to you know just like buy this you know cheapo necklace from JCPenney and just like make up this whole story Princess Carolyn, like, oh, this is, like, a really important thing, and, like, you know, never forget your roots, which I think is still, like, a really worthy sentiment. I mean, it's, like, a mother trying to, you know, create, like, this good narrative for her daughter, like, for, like, motivation to, like, never give up. Right. There's nothing necessarily wrong with doing it, especially at that age, but I'm not sure if you expect them to actually believe that all the the way through to adulthood. Uh, Once once you get there, that's where it becomes a problem, right? (laughs) Uh, your your yeah. idea getting shattered, but um, yeah. So after all this happens, um, it, he also gets a call from Ralph too, and he she has to lie about still being at the doctor. She doesn't feel ready to tell him yet. Uh, yeah, it's a big thing, and this is like her fifth 
like miscarriage. It's just like all these layers of like things. Yeah, we get that revelation later that this isn't actually a a new thing for her. But but after lying to to Ralph over the phone, she goes to her office to get drunk at night. And then we get this uh, confrontation with uh, Judah. Um, Princess Carolyn saying to Judah that uh, she she found out about the offer. Judah saying, "I, I know that you were emotional at the time, and I wanted uh, I wanted to make sure you made the right decision or something along those lines." Princess Carolyn is annoyed regardless and fires Judah. And Judah handles this with grace. Uh, props props to him at least. Uh, he even leaves it by reminding her of her appointments and things like that. But um, how do we feel about the exit of Judah here? Hmm. Kind of sad, but like, you know, something that was always kind of off to me about him. Yeah, some, something about the man bun. <laughs> Didn't trust it. No, I mean, like, his, like, beard and his bun, like, the, you know, the whole, like, oh, I'm a professional, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. There's got to be something something else to do to something more fishy. Mm. You, you mm. Michelle, how, how did you feel about him, him, leave, him leaving here? I didn't, I mean, I, I was sad, but I also think it's, like, not cool to not tell your boss things because you think you know best for them. Like, that's kind of weird and kind of not cool. So I can understand why she fired him, but, like, I did think he was, like, really helpful in a lot of other ways, and I kind of hope she can work it out with him later, but, like, who knows? Didn't work out by the end of, well, no spoilers, but, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a sad parting between those two. Yeah. But, like, he was was really helpful in a lot of other ways but like i do think that was like kind of a dumb thing he did and like if i was a boss like i'd be really ticked off too yeah that's my feeling as well coming off of this like uh, it is a fireable offense in the objective sense and you, you realize that he has some in- intent behind this because he he's talked in the past about wanting to work with a small agency so you could think maybe there were some selfish reasons behind this as well they, even as he tries mm-hmm. to disguise it as something uh for the for the benefit of the company. But uh, at the same time, you also think, well, does does this error outweigh all the good things that he's contributed to this company and the fact that he's helped Princess Carolyn to get this far in getting this business afloat, the like weighing one thing against the other. So like in, the, in that sense, I, I feel bad for him. But yeah, in the end, there's you can also justify him being fired for, for this uh, for, for hiding this. But uh, yeah, it wasn't part of the thing, like, cause she just lost like her her current job. She was just fired, and if she'd known about this deal, it potentially could have saved her career. And I think just like getting all that in one day also like like gave her more reason to fire him over it too. Yeah, the the cir- the circumstances in which they have this confrontation aren't the best for Judas um, <laughs> job chances. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see if we get more Judah down the line if, if he makes a comeback. But if this is the way he goes, then it's definitely a sad way to do it. Maybe he'll be working at Starbucks or something. Oh no, he deserves better than Starbucks. <laughs> True. <laughs> he does. He's been in at Starbucks like, though. Yeah. Yeah. If he's writing a novel at Starbucks, I might buy it. But. Um. So yeah, we. Uh, well, meanwhile, we get a quick cut back to Ruthie's story and the, them saying the story has gotten really dark. Uh, so, <laughs> but it, it, has it? Yeah. That, thank you, Captain Obvious. But uh, and it gets darker because uh, we go back to the restaurant where uh, 
Princess Carolyn oh, wants man. to tell Ralph, but Ralph is uh, expressing like, "Oh, I can't wait to touch Filbert's feet." And then uh, also we have this. <laughs> it's so bad. And we also have this background gag in the middle of it. Mister Carey Washington, Mister Carey Underwood, Mister uh, first name Mariah. Um, uh, I, I'm not really a fan of the Italian chef guy, but whatever. <laughs> he's yeah, a whatever. first generation stereotype. Yeah, I get that. That's his yeah. entire character, but I don't know. <laughs> like in the middle of this emotional scene, it's kind of distracting. But uh, oh well. Um, but we we get uh, Princess Carolyn just like not wanting to do this and just ru- running out, and uh, she goes back to her own apartment. Uh, she finds clown dentists doing things as Todd has continued uh-huh. his business. Oh my god! The episode wasn't bad enough. We had to go back to the clown god, dentist. God, <laughs> why? Why do we need them? And the kid is waking up. <laughs> Give him... I know it's so bad. Don't let clowns do that stuff. Uh, yeah. But uh, she is just whatever with it, and she just gets drunk with them. And uh, a couple of nights—is uh, it a couple of nights later, or the, uh, is it the same night? Uh, because they mentioned a couple nightcaps later. I don't know what that means. I think it's the same it's, night. Let's assume same night. But in any case, she gets drunk enough that uh, eventually Ralph comes along, uh, and all the clowns jump jump out or whatever. And uh, Ralph comes in and is like, well, are you drunk? And uh, Princess Carolyn says, uh, I get to drink because baby went gone. So this is how Ralph finds out. <laughs> Princess Carolyn getting uh. drunk. Uh, she talks about how she always lands on her feet, uh, a saying that she's been uh, espousing for the past four seasons uh, as a cat. Uh, but here we see her at a, at a dark place. Um, she also reveals that she's had five miscarriages. And this is... Aww. And this is where Ralph finally like says something like, "Why didn't you tell me? You can't keep this stuff from me. It's about us." But uh, Princess Carolyn says it's so easy for you to love me when everything's good. Um, oh yeah, and we forget before when she was on the phone with him, Denise is saying like, "I love you because like everything's so easy with you." And isn't that what stops her from like telling him about what happened at the doctor office? Yeah, because then she's like, "Oh shit! Well, thanks." Now I can't tell you because then I'll be difficult and I don't want that to be what ruins us. Yeah. Right. And, and she throws that line back in his face a little bit later. And it's interesting because like in their normal relationship, that would just be something playful, right? They're like, uh, oh, you're yeah, so easy, uh, like talking in the sexual sense or whatever. But because she's in this situation, she takes it a little bit more personally than she normally would. And uh, that, that hurts Ralph in the end here. And uh, eventually... Ralph says, well, I just think we should talk about other options in response to the pregnancy thing. And Princess Carolyn wants none of it. She says, get out of my apartment. Save it for your next girlfriend who you can take home to your parents or the one who's easy. And And, uh, Ralph just says goodbye. He doesn't really put up a fight after this and just walks away. So this is the end of the the supposedly stable relationship we have here. Um, How do you feel about how this this entire segment went down, Michelle. It's just really sad. I mean, I think Princess Carolyn, she still has things that she needs to like be okay with. And so it kind of makes sense that if they're not going to work, like this was the breaking point. Especially because like he asks, like, like, why do you still have this place? Like, I thought we were living together. And like, she... 
it's not just that the miscarriage happened. Like, she already had, like, concerns about, like, you know, stability in your relationship isn't something she's super used to anyway. She hasn't had, like, a great, like, track record with Bojack and Vincent Adult Man. So I think it's, like, really painful to watch, but I think it makes a lot of sense that this went down the way it did. Okay. Um, Sam, how do you feel about the departure of Ralph here? I mean, you know, I don't really care because he's just like, <laughs> hi, I'm Ralph. I work at a greeting card company and I'm a billionaire or whatever. Um, it sucks for Princess Carolyn because it seemed like, you know, that was something really hopeful. But I feel like at the end of last season, I think the last episode, like, th- there were sort of like hints that it was kind of like going like, uh, at least on Ralph's end. Because he wasn't, like, too happy about her going back into, like, you know, the whole agent-manager sort of thing. And so, for me, for me, it's just, like, bound to, you know, collapse and bound to, you know, be bad. Especially with the the course of the season has just been them trying to have a baby. And, you know, when you focus a whole relationship on that, like, what is there left to have in a relationship other than let's fuck and let's have a kid and let's Mm. raise that kid. Like it becomes less about each other and more about the being that they are trying to create. And that was mostly on princess Carolyn's side. And I think she just has to, she has to do herself for a while. You know, you do you girl, you do you. That's definitely an interesting point, right? Because uh, I I think also in the season finale, like Ralph was more more focused on like uh, get just going out with Princess Carolyn, like taking her on vacations, things like that. Whereas Princess Carolyn, like we've always seen her with the with the uh, focus of having a family in the future. It's always been her thing, and so once she had that opportunity with Ralph, she went all in and was very uh, forceful about it. So once that goes away, that that's what hurts her the hardest. And if you're in that state, you you start making more rash decisions, such as in this case, of breaking off the relationship, because in your mind, that was what the relationship was for, or at least it, just in, in that narrow-minded sense in that specific moment. So yeah, it's definitely something to look for Princess Carolyn in the future, just to see like how she bounces back from this uh, this relationship or if she's able to get into another stable relationship in the future but uh, we we end up with uh, her going back to the office uh, getting uh, a little tipsy again while uh, Bojack calls uh, her to complain about his day and uh, we end with uh, the speech of uh, you know what I do when I have a bad day I imagine my great-great-granddaughter talking in the class about me and I think about how everything's going to work out uh, Bojack responds, but it's fake. And Princess Carolyn, well, it makes me feel better. And uh, yeah, and that's the ending line, letting us know that the whole framing device of Ruthie was uh, fake. It's just her way of coping, just thinking about the future. And uh, and yeah, and the and the episode ends there. We we skip to a very upbeat song, uh, "Oh Heart" by the Tank and the Bongas. Uh, I, I I don't think the song fit as well as other. Um, outside songs we, we've inserted here, but uh, <laughs> um, tone clashing is definitely a way to do it. Um, but yeah, just all in all, Princess Carolyn, uh, I think we all have optimism for her about the future, but just right now, like in the immediate, do you think that it, 
is she gonna go just back into work is this whole getting drunk thing a, a like a way for her to cope in the meantime or just how do we feel she reacts to all, all of this happening in one day i think it's just really overwhelming it kind of just yeah it's one of those days where it's just you know shit hits the fan and you know it, if it rains it pours as they say and you know, I, I think that whole like narrative of the whole Ruthie thing is it's sad you know because she explains it best herself at the end Princess Caroline does you know it's like you imagine you know in the future everything's gonna work out but who knows if it actually is who knows if you know you are gonna land on your feet who knows if things are gonna be okay who knows if you're even gonna have like a great 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 granddaughter at all like who knows you know there is just no concept of the future when everything is just so shitty like that yeah yeah i agree yeah it, it, it's just sad all around <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with Princess Carolyn as we go into these uh, final three episodes of, of the season. But uh, before we we end up here, there was a unauthorized B story being told in the middle of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, we, kept, we kept cutting back to Bojack and Diane um, looking for uh, adoption payment um, for the birth certificate of Holly of Hollyhock. Um, because this was a Princess Carolyn-centric episode, we didn't really get as much as we normally would get from a B-plot here. But just any general thoughts on if this actually went anywhere or any funny things that stood out to you on the BoJack side? The mm. uh, George Clooners. Yeah, we got a George, <laughs> George Clooney reference. And don't you mean George Clooners? Who cares? Just like <laughs> I care. Yeah, because this raises well, the question. How could you not... Yeah, did you not have like the rights to his name last episode? But that last season, I mean. But now you do. Like, what happened? Or is this a universe where both George Clooney and George Clooney's exist? And then, like, do they all compete for the same roles? You know, it, it's it's a very important thing to bring up here. Uh, so yeah, we, we have that. Um, we have uh, your classic uh, government bureaucracy scenes of uh, Bojack having to wait in lines. Um, uh, I did enjoy that the the receptionist didn't recognize Bojack, but oh, you're Diane Nguyen! I love Twenty Reasons yeah, to Try the Diva Cup. Yeah, that was really good. So we 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 did get that, but um, I'm too afraid to try a Diva Cup because like I don't know the trajectory of like where my stuff is gonna go. Mm-hmm. So like, what if I just maybe I'll just try it like one day while I'm just sitting around my house, so that you know there's no risk, so I I can figure my life out. You can, like, go to gynecologist if you're really concerned. Yeah. Like, check like, my stuff out. Am I good to go? How do you feel? No, it I, I, I know my stuff. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, where exactly it's... Like, I know, like, it comes from my vagina, but, like, where? Yeah. I don't where, know, honestly, like, know. Like, Yeah. I think if you buy one, it would probably tell you where it would end up. Like, maybe oh. around the cervix opening. I don't know. I... Are you okay? I'm okay. Alex? I, I, <laughs> I just have no expertise here to contribute. So. <laughs> you know what? Okay, this podcast is such a dude fest most of the time. We gotta, gotta talk, talk about Diva Cups and cervixes. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I'm a pad girl because, you know, me my, too. Mom, my mom didn't want me, like, you know, getting toxic so- shock syndrome. Yeah, is that so, real? How yeah, long yeah, do you have yeah. to 
My, How long do you have to keep a tampon in to get that? I don't know, but my my older oldest sister definitely like had the symptoms of it once. And oh mom, shit! My mom was like, "Nope, yeah, never that's, again." That's real. All right, so there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, unlike uh, unlike the rhino gynecologist, I will keep my mouth shut. So, uh, in the, I I think that that's our summary here. <laughs> Um, Ruthie, a very uh, poignant episode on Princess Carolyn, but um, just compared to the rest of the season, do we consider it above average, top, top two, top three, or where where are we putting this? Uh, let's let's go to you, Sam, first. Uh, where where do you want to rank this episode in the season overall? I don't think I I don't have my list right up on my face, but I think I put it as either the third or the fourth best episode of the season. You, Michelle, a general idea of uh, where where this episode would be placed? I think it's my third favorite of the entire season. It's pretty high up there for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I think around fourth is where where I'd end up putting it, but de- definitely a, an above average episode of of the season by far. Mm-hmm. Especially because it is a much more focused than some of the past episodes we've gotten, so that that's already a, a a plus to its uh, to its benefit here, but uh, yeah. So Ruthie, good up, sad up, uh, rip the rip yeah. to the future. That's like that's the best description in four words. Ruthie, good up, sad yep, up. Pretty much. <laughs> Comment below uh, what the name of your great 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 ancestor, like also, what their name is. Tell us what your replacement word for lovers would be. And tell us what menstrual product you prefer. Yeah, tell us about Diva most, Cups. Most importantly, we, you can talk about that. <laughs> and uh, um, you can find out all the info on this podcast and comment on it at uh, overtheanimated.com. Uh, you can also find us on Discord. We have the, that channel now available to ch- chat about animation and your reactions to this episode and various uh, menstrual aids uh, at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Uh, very fun. <laughs> yeah, very fun. Very nerdy stuff there. Um, you can. Uh, uh, we want to give thanks to all of our current patrons. Uh, you can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash animated. And uh, we want to especially thank our patron of the podcast, Lily, a.k.a. Panda Lily. And uh, thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Andy, and yours truly. Um, yeah, so and anything else before we leave here? Hmm. If I had a cat, <laughs> would yeah. you name it Princess Carolyn? <laughs> would you name it Ruthie? Would you name it Meow Meow? No, I wouldn't name it Meow Meow. That's stupid. <laughs> I always thought if I had a cat, cat of my own, I'd name it like Obi Wan after you know Obi Wan Kenobi. But I don't know anymore. We'll see. Okay. Anyway, uh, I used to have a cat. People dye their animals, by the way. Oh no, no, don't dye you your have- animals, please don't. <laughs> You're saying Alex used to have oh, a cat. I used to have a cat. It was named Nala. <laughs> oh no, that's cute. <laughs> what kind of cat was it? Uh, it was it striped? Was it like a tight cat? No, well, it was it was a white cat with like a big brown spot on its back. I, I honestly don't remember the breed. It was a while ago <laughs> I had it. It was probably just most like short hair cats or like American short hairs if you're in America. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, um, Nala, wherever you are, uh, I dedicate this podcast to you. So <laughs> yeah. Maxi, I love you. He just passed away over the summer. Yeah. And to all the... 19 years old. To wow. all the sad cats out there, this episode is for you. 
Okay, I want to dedicate this podcast to my kitty boo, who is a very chubby 19-year-old Calco, and she's the best. So, uh, yeah. on that note, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>